Welcome to a Tennis.com podcast direct from the U.S. Open. Sponsored by Prince XO3 Racket Technology and by American Express. American Express presents Next Contenders. Get to know four of today's game changers in tennis and follow their moves during the 2010 U.S. Open. For more, visit nextcontenders.com. Hey guys, day four of the Tennis.com podcast here from the U.S. Open. Uh, I'm Ed Rogan here with Pete Bodo, Steve Tigner. Um, once again, we apologize if any uh, announcements come through on the PA, but it's a tricky setup here, so uh, we're making the best of it and uh, try to keep that going uh, the next few days. So, um, apology, apology, Ed McGrogan. We call him Easy Ed McGrogan, but we can call him Apology Ed McGrogan from here on in. Yeah, right now, right now it's apology yet from this point on for the next uh, next week or so. So, um, we got the, a, a match today that got a lot of attention was Beatrice Capra, and um, she beat Arvon Rezai over on the grandstand. Another American teenager that's you know kind of reminds people of what happened last year with Udan. She's in the third round now, and Pete, uh, you were at that match. Um, why don't you take us through that a little bit? Well, you know, it, it was it was one of those high-quality matches that gets lost in a shuffle here sometimes, although this got a little more attention than, than some of these matches do because, um, you know, because she's an American girl in an American Grand Slam. So, you know, but uh, it was it was a good-quality match. Uh, there were a fair number of errors made, but also a lot of winners. That always happens when you play Rezai. Rezai has got a, you know, Rezai is not afraid to step up and crack the ball. And she's an intimidating player to play for a girl like uh, Capra. What really impressed me was... Capra's composure, you know, she was in a real sort of dogfight, and she gave as good as she got. She hung in there. Um, you know, there, there was an equal number of service breaks for the girls. Uh, they converted an equal number of break points. It really came down in the end, I think, to Capra playing at big points better. It, on the, she, uh, gets, she probably gets Sharapova oh, next if Sharapova wins tonight, and that match would almost certainly be at Arthur Ashe Stadium. So... The attention's only going to get brighter for Capper there, and if she ends up playing Sharapova, Pete, um, you know, what do you think about, you know, I guess long-term, you know, viability this tournament, and I guess also long-term down the road for her. You saw a lot of her game today, and uh, I guess what do you expect, just you know, down the road, short-term and long-term. I like this girl. I like the way she plays. I think she's going to be a, a very good player. I talked to Chris Everett uh, after the match. Chris Everett is basically her mentor uh, down at the Everett Academy. And Chris made, you know, Chris said, you know, this girl, she's different. And she sort of paused. She said she reminds me of, and then she kind of paused and said, well, she reminds me of me. She's solid as a rock, and she has great composure. That's a direct quote. Now, I think those are actually all true. That struck me, too. You know, when I went out there, I saw she's got this little glitch in her serve where she pivots on her left foot, and that kind of throws her toss off. She caught her. She caught the toss a number of times on the first and second serves, you know, you know, to kind of for a do-over and stuff. So I think her serve needs some work, although she can really, she can hit it pretty well. She hit a couple 106-mile-an-hour serves today, which, you know, was good enough to get you through on a tour. But, you know, she's got very good defense. Her transition game is good. She's not afraid to volley. She, she won some big points on a volley today. Lost a couple of big ones near the end, too, but she won the big ones. The important thing is she's not afraid to come in. I think she can give... Sharapova a handful if she can get Sharapova moving. This girl moves really, really well, and she's got and she's not afraid to hit down the line, which are very big factors. So if she can make Sharapova move, she's got a good chance. I think the girl's got a future on you know on a pro tour. You know, unless today was just kind of a one-off and she played way over her head. But you know, uh, uh, I like what I see because to me, step number one is to is to have the mental goods as a player. If you've got the mental goods, you can go pretty far in this game, even if you do have some flaws or or lack some of the weapons some of the other girls have. 
American Express presents Next Contenders, your chance to get up close and personal with four of today's game changers in tennis. John Isner, Sam Query, Melanie Udan, and Caroline Wozniacki. Visit nextcontenders.com to follow the excitement during the 2010 U.S. Open and discover the person behind the player. It's tennis trivia time. Here's a chance to test your tennis knowledge with a Tennis.com podcast trivia question, brought to you by Prince XO3 Racket Technology. Are you ready? The question is, she won her first Grand Slam title at the 1990 U.S. Open using the Prince Graphite 110. Who was she? If you think you know the answer to our trivia question, visit the official Prince Tennis Facebook page, at facebook.com slash official.prince.tennis. Once again, that's facebook.com slash official.prince.tennis. Become a fan today and be sure to leave your answer on the Prince wall. Uh, Steve, want to touch on you know another American that we didn't get to in yesterday's podcast. It was a late match. It was Roddick, and he goes down in four sets to Tip Sarvich last night. Uh, fourth, you know, sort of strange result you wrote today this year. The slams, early round exits. Um, you know, disappointing, of course, for a guy who wrote the Wimbledon final last year and had such a hard, such a good spring in Indian Wells in Miami. Um, just let me know your thoughts on Roddick. I guess you know what really what went wrong with him. Yeah, I mean, usually think of him as a guy who in the past has been very reliable against guys ranked below him, but he, he's lost in the, at the slams pretty much to four guys who weren't, were ranked below him this time. This time it was Yanko Tipsarevich. Um, I guess the, the thing about last night's match was that Roddick came, came out really fired up for, um, for his first night match of the year. He loves that atmosphere, and it felt like sort of the old days for a set. And then he sort of reverted to passive style that he's been that he's been using a lot of a lot of looping topspin forehands, slice backhands, and you could see Tipsarovich. He he got into the match. You could see that he his confidence build. You could almost see his mind working. Like I have I have a chance here if I if I can make my shots because Brodick's giving me a chance to make my shots. And he had to hit he had to hit great shots, but he, he started to do it. And his 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 confidence just built through the through the last three sets. He went cru- he broke Roddick in the last game of the second set. Very crucial game but he was playing you know he was Roddick was beaten by the better player and that's what he said afterwards I guess the 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 strange thing with Roddick is his forehand Tipsarevich after the match said that it's just not the same forehand it was five or six years ago when he was when he was number one or number two um and that's I think that's true Roddick puts a lot more top spin on the ball doesn't hit through it the way he did I don't I don't know if there's any good explanation that's been that way for a while but but that um that cost him this match because Tipsarevich could take the take the rallies from him Today, um, there was uh, Gasquet and Davidenko. I know, Steve, you caught a little of that yourself. I was at that one for the third set. Um, it was another one of the many top men's seeds that really haven't performed here. Chilich also lost today. We had Burdich yesterday. A couple of you know, guys that you expect to go a few rounds, and that's actually the women's draw that's holding form, and the men's draw is kind of you know, unraveling a little at the top. Davidenko just really, you know, he's clearly not the player he was at the beginning of this year, he was kind of touted as an Aussie Open favorite, but he just didn't look didn't look well out there. Um, you saw a little of that match. I think you yeah. saw a little Rankis as well. Um, so just let me get your take on uh, today's matches that you did catch on the ground. Soderling. Yeah, well, Davidenko. Room one. Six forty-five. He. Um, I think he's waiting for the fall season again. You know, that's that seems yeah. to be his, his, his game plan. He, 
the money grab. The yes. When hey, Steve, can I interrupt? Can I interrupt yeah, for a second? How, how did Gasquet look? Because his scores are pretty impressive. I mean, he looked good. He looked good from the start. He came out serving well. He he, um, he hit two aces in the very first game. Had no trouble holding his serve. His backhand was was good, and he and he wasn't doing it with his with the super flashy. Uh, you know, element of his game. He just was more solid. His vacuum was really good. His serve was good. Um, but Davidenko was not good. So, so you know, there's that caveat. <laughs> um, Soderling actually, he was up next on grandstand there. Just really took Dent out quickly in that. Um, did you other other thoughts from today? I guess from the day session, um, we had. See Yankovic through, but you know, pretty actually. We should mention Carolyn Wozniacki, six zero six zero, impressive, yeah. very impressive. And then she, after all this tennis, you know, good to get through her early round matches in about forty five minutes. Yeah, that's going to boost her confidence. I mean, I think you know, a win like that, she's got to be feeling pretty good about her game. And you look, she gets a day off really most of the time. That apparently the weather's going to break. She probably will not have to play another match under heat conditions because what they're saying now is that once this hurricane Earl passes through. We're probably going to have, uh, you know, a, a spell of cooler, drier, sunny weather. So it's going to be ideal conditions. So she's she's sitting pretty actually right now. I, I, w- I would watch out for Yankovic. I haven't had much of a chance to watch her play, but you know, I keep thinking she's too good a player to be sort of spinning her wheels the way she's been doing lately. And and with the draw opening up the way it is, it wouldn't you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if if she found a way to say, look, I mean, I blew a couple opportunities in the past at Grand Slams, but this is this is another shot. I better take it. Yeah. Well, we'll check in tomorrow. I don't know how the weather's going to be. We're going to find that out um, and throughout the weekend. So for Pete Bodo, Steve Tanger, this is Easy Ed McGrogan signing I'm off sorry. for the Tennis.com podcast. Sorry, people. You've been listening to the Tennis.com podcast, sponsored by American Express. American Express presents Next Contenders. Get to know four of today's game changers in tennis and follow their moves during the 2010 U.S. Open. For more, visit nextcontenders.com. And also by Prince XO3 Racket Technology. For more news and information, head over to tennis.com. Thanks for listening.